Welcome back to Let's Doing Podcast. I'm Ari Mizell. And I'm Nick Sonnenberg. And today our guest is Holger Seim, who is the founder of Blinkist, which makes it so that busy people who want to know more can do so in less time. So uh, Holger, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ari and Nick. I'm glad to be on the Let's Doing Podcast again. Thank you. So yeah, and we've had you on before, but it's been a while. So let's, let's, let's start fresh. And for people who don't know what Blinkist is, can you please give a quick overview? Sure, definitely. Uh, we transform key insights from nonfiction books into 15-minute reads and audio versions so people can quickly get an overview of a book's key insights, learn something on the go, dip their toes into new topics, and discover more books and find out whether it's worth for them to read the full book. So it's kind of something, it's, uh, we found, when we found at Blinkist, we realized that it's really hard to, to start reading a book um, because it's such a high barrier. Um, but there's so many great stuff in books, um, and it's a pity that um, so little people start and finish to read books. So we wanted to kind of find a, like a, find a solution to, to, to pull people back into reading books, um, and Blinkist is what we came, out, came up with, 15-minute reads or audio versions and that lower the barrier into a book. Do you guys have audio versions of your Blinks now? Yes, we have. We, we started with them like two years ago and they've been doing phenomenally. Like a lot of people, like we actually right now, 70% of our customers sign up for the premium version, which includes audio, because it's even much more productive than- well, that's, And that's reading. a funny thing. It's like you know, people don't want to read books. Now they don't want to read a 15 minute version of the book. So they have to listen to the, yeah. and, and I'm sure you can listen to it at double speed. So yeah. Yeah, 2x speed. So yeah, it's like- I mean, you know, there's so much competition in the reading space. When you have your eyes, you know, when, when you look on your device and, and can actually use your eyes, so there's so many stuff you can do. But when, you, when you're doing something like when you're in a gym or you can't look at the screen, then you have a lot of fewer, like only really few options. So the competition in that audio space is much lesser. Um, and that makes it much easier for us to, to get a fair share of, of our customers' time. I mean, right. at, at the gym, you could probably, you could go through like six books. It's amazing. Definitely, yeah. Growing up, um, were you a big uh, Cliff Note reader for your classes? Like Cliff Notes is not a thing in Germany at all. Like it's, um, it's. I actually learned about Cliff Notes when uh, digging into the landscape of book summaries um, when we prepared to found Blinkist. Actually, a lot of uh, people from the US compare us to Cliff Notes. We we don't like that comparison too much because Cliff Notes are, always has this connotation of. Um, that you read the short version so you don't have to read the long version. It's too much like, like um, cheating. Um, and we don't want to be seen uh, as a replacement of books. I mean, obviously, there are people who just don't read books, who don't want to read books, and um, it's okay for them, or, or we think it's okay for them to then at least read our planes so they get some food for thought and um, get some other perspectives. But ideally, you want to inspire people to read books or inspire people to dig deeper and, and keep learning. And that's why this Cliff Notes comparison is sometimes a little too, um, yeah, um, gives, gives the wrong picture of what we, what we aim with. Like, well, I, I, I think that's an important distinction that you're creating original like editorial things, basically. This is not just a cut down version. Yeah, definitely. Very that's, cool. um, that's exactly what we do. It's like a, one um, big value is we, we, you know, we going through all these new releases, there's, uh, hundreds and thousands of new releases every year so we're finding the best ones that we find that we think are worth reading and are worth getting in touch with for readers um and then yeah 
we take those books and don't just summarize them uh, cover to cover and chapter to chapter. Really think of okay, what's what's worth knowing in that book? What's a good structure to to get it to get the gist of of that particular book in 50 minutes? And ideally, be inspired to read on and and you know be uh, find connections to your personal life, to your professional life, um, and find out how that book could help you. And, and and now the people that are reading the like, what is the skill set that you're looking for in the people that you're hiring to to do these these the the blinks? Yeah, like first of all, these people have to be um, not like subject matter experts in the subject they read. So uh, when it's a book on psychology, ideally those uh, people have a psychology background. Um, that means both um, probably have studied something around psychology and then also have practical experience in the, in the field. Um, in order to to yeah just know what they're reading and and have and be able to distinguish what's what's an important point here and what's a not so important point and what does the author want to say here. and then next to this um, expertise people need to be smart um, there are some books that have a really good structure but there's also some books that have a lot of uh, not the best structure so you need to be um, really smart and um, a strong analytical thinker to kind of find the structure and find the, the key messages because they're not obvious in every book. And these two, these are the two most important skill sets that we're looking for in our readers. Do you have any, what's, so what's on your roadmap? What's next for, for Blinkist? Are you guys going to start doing fiction books? No, um, like we, we, we're not like fiction. doesn't make sense to provide a shorter version of fiction, um, not as much as it does for nonfiction. A thing that we're really excited about is a facelift of our app, which will be released on October 27th. We'll have a new logo. We'll have a new look and feel. Um, it will incorporate a lot of learnings, a lot of feedback from our users, and a lot of things we've learned in the past year. Um, so that will be a big update. And then in terms of uh, looking a little bit further into the future, we're thinking about going into more original content beyond just offering links that are related to books, also um, offering short-form content around topics that are, that, that are not based on books particularly. We're also excited to, um, we recently launched a podcast and a digital magazine, which you find at linkuscom slash magazine. And this is also kind of an extension of our value proposition, an extension of our content, um, all under the umbrella of helping people to keep learning and inspiring people to, to learn something new every day. Have you ever thought to integrate um, some of those uh, technologies to make you read faster? Like, what is it, Spritz or Spritz, something? Spritz, I think, is yeah. just the biggest one. Yeah, a lot of a lot of our users um, keep asking us to say, like, to, to to play around with it, and we haven't we haven't found the time yet to focus on that. We thought, okay, we already offer quite um, short versions, and we see that um, audio is getting more and more important for us. So we haven't uh, taken the time to integrate it. Like spreads to to speed up the reading part, but it's still still somewhere on our roadmap, and we may dig into that at some point. What is your opinion on that? Do you use those services a lot? I've played around with it, and I was impressed by uh, how quickly I could read something, but it didn't stick with me. I don't use. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, same same experience. I mean, I I've, I found that like my reading speed uh, increased, you know, while I was doing the the, the session, but. Uh, it's like, I also don't do a lot of reading like on, uh, my web browser, for example, not that I do okay. a lot of reading period, but yeah, that's, that's what, that was our initial impression too, that it's nice. Like the initial effect is nice. Wow. I'm, I'm reading fast, but then too little of the things stick and hence it probably 
won't be something that a lot of people adopt and that's why we decided to wait and and see how much is it going to be adopted and then integrated when it reached a certain level of adoption. Now, I'm curious from like a from like a just a, a legal question. I'm just curious, honestly. It's like, do you ever have any copyright issues that you have to worry about? Because I mean, you are creating an original work. It's not. Yeah, correct. Right? Like so we, it's not even like have, an issue. Yeah, we, we we don't have copyright issues because we're creating original works. Um, but of course, we are concerned about how authors and our publishers um, look at our business. We. Um, as I said, initially, um, we don't want to cannibalize books. We want to get people excited about books. And that's why we want to um, get authors and publishers to be excited about our product too and, and, and work with us. Even though we don't infringe copyrights, we're really cautious to not um, yeah, make anyone angry. And if, if authors have like a problem with their links being on Blinkist, we'll remove that. Are you guys focused on the recommendation side of things? Like, are you building profiles on your users and doing some machine learning to suggest new books that they should be reading based on what you've built in terms of their profile? Yes, we do, but on a really basic level so far. This whole um, topic of discovery, like uh, improving um, the discovery um, experience of users and using uh, machine learning um, and data to, um, to give people the right, um, the right recommendation like Spotify does or Netflix do, uh, does, this is on our radar um, and something we'll, um, we'll have to get better and we'll get better within the upcoming month. But there's also a basic version of, okay, we know what you've read and we can draw some conclusions of what you're likely to, to read next or what you're likely to be interested in. So there's a basic form of that. Well, also what's interesting with that is you might know what they're interested in, but then you might also, even though if there's a new book that comes out that they're interested in, it might not be a good recommendation because there might be a strong overlap with content of previous books that they've read. So it might be a waste of their time. Yeah. Right. That. That's true. And we're also concerned, like, even though we, we want to dig further in that, we also want to have these moments of truth or these surprise moments where we recommend you something completely outside of your comfort zone, outside of your topics and, and get you interested in that, to give you a new perspective to make you, you know, dig into something new because it's so easy with Blinkers to dig into something new. So we don't want people or push people too too much into their niche, um, but rather want them to get out of their niche. And, and are all and are all the blinks in? A, are they all in English? Yes, they're all in English. We, since we're a German uh, company, we also do have some content in German. Um, to, so we localize for the German-speaking markets um, because they're still like uh, around fifteen to twenty percent of our customers are coming from Germany. Um, but yeah, the, our main market is the USA and our the language in which we globalize um, is English. I'm just curious, actually, if, if, if like the summarizing, the, the way that you approach summarizing is different depending on the culture or the language that you're summarizing it for. Not too much. Um, I mean, I think if we want to go really, um, uh, like if we would be bigger, we probably would do more localized things, like, you know, localize even more for certain markets. But right now we're we're 40 people right now um, working or serving customers in one, 150 countries. So it would be quite tough to really localize right, on that level. Of course. In your roadmap too, um, is there any idea to do like a virtual book club where people can discuss uh, books that they've that they've read and liked? This is also something. Well, I'm, I'm I'm saying this a lot today that this is also something we've considered and it's somewhere on our roadmap, but it's. Like, um, well, to answer your question before I um, get on to another path, um, 
it's really interesting. We want to get more, we want to create a community um, of lifelong learners around Blinkist and develop a movement around um, continuous learnings and, and that having kind of a book club, a community to share, um, to share opinions and thoughts around books is one of the aspects we're considering in that regard. But um, there's no really short-term plan to, to start that. Gotcha. Now, and what does your team look like general in overall? Like, where, are they all in Germany for the most part? Um, like, we're all based in Germany. We have one, um, uh, one um, early, early employee, one of, almost part of a founding team, lives and works from Helsinki, Finland. But everyone else is in Germany. But in general, like, we have 14 different nationalities here. So it's a really international, diverse team. But um, yeah, we haven't. There hasn't been a reason for us yet to relocate to another city or open up an office in another city. We're frequently in New York um, because one of our investors is based there, and um, it's always yeah, a lot of potential partners. Um, a lot of media companies are in New York, but it's for right now it's enough for us to to be there every other month. Gotcha. The last question that we always like to ask in these interviews, uh, and you can take this from any experience you want, uh, any startup or the company itself or whatever, but what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? I think uh, number one is to, to have a plan, um, how you, how you uh, want to eat the elephant, like when, you, when you're uh, facing a project and it's always complex to really take the time, take an hour to... Um, to yeah, put it down or get it down into manageable pieces and then tackle it step by step. Um, that is in line. So, so having a plan and then number two would be focusing on that plan and focusing on the, um, on the challenge at hand. Um, so that means, um, yeah, not, not thinking about step three uh, when you still haven't done step one. Always um, you know, know what's, what is my next action, what is my most important thing. Um, to to tackle and focus on that, and then last but not least, make make enough time to to relax. Don't get too um, yeah. Don't don't focus too much on work, but also give you give your mind and your body some time to to relax and recharge the batteries. Because otherwise, if you're only working hard and not smart and and don't do uh, and if you're doing nothing else and working, um, it's not gonna you're not gonna be productive. Yeah, sure. Well. Uh, thank you very much for that. And I, I, I really do implore people to go check out Blinkist because you're just going to gain a ton of knowledge very, very quickly. And if you go to Blinkist.com slash less doing, you'll actually get a special offer just at Holger was very kind to give us for our listeners. And you can get started with a 20% discount off their regular plans. So Holger, thank you again so much. It's always a pleasure talking to you and looking forward to seeing our next Blink. Yeah, thanks to you guys. I'm also looking forward to reading it. Have a good one.